All right, we're about to hitch a ride to Philly Ocean's house. We've got a gig, private gig in Pasadena for a some kind of food food pack, something like that. Um, sounds like that food pack. Wow, nice warm day today. Mm. Uber guy's gonna be arriving shortly. So we'll see how that turns out. We've got uh, three shows in a row. Today, one tomorrow, and the next day. We shall see how that how that evolves. Meet driver now, gray Honda Civic. Oh, that might be him. Oh wait, oh maybe that's him. Hello. How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Under the rules, they can't challenge her again for another year. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's actually kind of just starting. Some yelling at me. Oh, maybe that. She agreed she would not fight the next election. But she's kind of a dead woman walking, really. Oh, take care, man. Have a good one. That was my buddy. I didn't realize that was his car. Oh, okay. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Um, so what do you what do you do uh, outside of driving Uber? Yeah, what do, what are some of your uh, passions or talents or hobbies? Yeah, what do you like to do? Mind if I turn this down a little smidge just so I can hear you better? Which one of these is the volume? Is this the volume? Oh, look at that! We're yeah. we're in the future. I know. So, what do you what do you like to do? Oh, well, basically telling stories, whether it's filmmaking or like pictures, filmmaking, or making pictures, and you know. Oh, that's great. Oh, just you know the best part though, when I drive for Uber, people take me to like different places, right? Yeah. And what I love to do when I'm not driving is actually go check those places out. That's great. So, like, you're kind of a location scout of sorts, right? You're getting to check out free locations without having to, you know, make an appointment to, right. to do it. You, you, you're already just kind of naturally doing it. So, as you're driving around, you're seeing these locations. Do you start getting ideas in your brain going, ooh, this would be a good spot to shoot, you yeah. know, a film like this? Or uh, Just, you know, just relax. Like, someone be like, oh, man, have you checked out this restaurant? You should go there. Like, oh, that's, like, the best Argentinian restaurant. Oh, that's oh, great. That's like good nightclub or something like that you know yeah and then like when you're not driving or when you want to go out you'll be like oh wait this person said okay i'm not doing anything you want to go check out this area of town you know like we do like a little drive-by and just go have a beer or you know just do something around that area like, that wow told me, yeah. so i bet you've you've met a lot of interesting um people just through the through oh, yeah. you know the time of, of you driving uber you live in LA, you can tell a lot of I'm thinking particularly for Uber because you you got so many people coming in and coming out and yeah. you know, you're yeah. it's like all kinds of different people From all and all walks of life. Yeah. 
Um, it's lovely. I love it. I love, I love, I love that aspect of it. You know, you can't really duplicate it. It's, yeah. So, uh, do you enjoy driving? I think you have to enjoy driving for you to do this, man. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be a nightmare if you don't like driving. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I've I've met some Uber drivers who, you know, they're they're just... <laughs> some of them are miserable because they're just, you know, like, ah, you know, I hate all the traffic and stuff. And it's like, but yeah. this is a job, you know, and then it seems like they're mm. in like a hamster wheel. And then I meet other folks like yourself who they they see the advantages in, in driving Uber. You know, they they're, they're lo- they see all the the good aspects about it, you right, know, and that's right. kind of what keeps them going day day right. in and day out. Yeah. No, I, I the concept of the... <laughs> okay, so this, this may sound funny. Have you played Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, you remember, like, there's this motion mode where you pick up people and drop them off? <gasps> that's right. Yeah, like the taxi mode, right? Right, said, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. I used to love that. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> So do you have flashbacks sometimes while you're like, oh my God, I'm really doing it. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I'm doing a side mission right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Because you'd have the big quest or the, the, you know, like those things and then the little side things. Right, right. Or maybe you could drive like a fire engine or do a cop thing or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny that you are... Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm it's like, incredible. That's what I'm doing right now. Like, you know, maybe someone is like some big guys like controlling the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like you're just then, the avatar. You're the video yeah. game guy. And they just yeah. give you like the, you know, like you have, you know, like how you have like the little screen yeah. that shows you how someone is going to be picked up and then when someone's going to be dropped off. Oh yeah, because yeah, it, it does look like a video right, game, right? Yeah, I know. That's so, what I think. Every time I look at the Uber app and I see where the driver is, I'm like, dude, this is totally like a video game right now. I'm right. watching the route of this little guy. Yeah. And it's just like a map on Grand Theft Auto, just like you're saying. And, you know, it shows where you're at and where you're going. And, yeah. oh, my gosh, it is so funny that you're they're using that analogy. That is so great. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to me. Wow. You know, it's interesting to hear all the different kinds of... I, I always get excited hearing the different kinds of philosophies and ideas from the Uber drivers who have their cars. Like, there was a guy who um, had this 9-to-5 job. He just, he just hated it. And he goes, you know... For, screw it I'm, I'm just going to drive Uber and he said it was like the spiritual revelation for him to start driving Uber because okay. he, he, he realized holy cow you know now now the responsibility is in my hands I'm right. not working for some other person who's who's telling me what to do I'm I'm you know it is up to me yeah yeah and it just it, it was amazing because just the fact you know that he could drive around and kind of think about stuff and kind of go into that sort of zen mode it was just really cool now you were saying that you like to do filmmaking yeah um do you have any short films out there uh i have actually just shot one but i have to edit it i've got oh yeah you can turn left here but do you have a card or anything because i i help co-organize a film festival oh wow. and as soon and um the film festival is September 13th through the 19th the, okay. in 2019. Where is it held? Uh, it, it, in North Hollywood at okay. the uh, NoHo 7 on Lancashire Boulevard there. Oh, it's no. called Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. We get people coming in from, from Paris, people from the Netherlands, people from all over the world. What kind and, of movies do you guys see? Oh, all kinds. Experimental films, okay. foreign films, all kinds of cool stuff. Music videos. Oh, now man. we're doing podcasts and we're doing public service announcements. All kinds of cool stuff. Stuff. You know so, what you're gonna do? I don't have like the, my card, and I was, I don't have. Do a you have a piece of paper so, or, or a pen I can write? Yeah. yeah, I'll write it down for you, and I'll give you a coupon oh, if you snap. decide you could submit it. Then that way you can get um um it'll be a um yeah it'll be a coupon, so it's so it'll be a lot cheaper. For you. Gosh, usually I kept like keep like a pen with me. Do you have a, a pen in your glove compartment or anything? Always have a pen. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, so here we go. I'm gonna put um. Right, so submit it through Film Freeway. That's the service we use. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like without a box. Maybe you've heard of that one too. But f- filmfreeway.com slash kapow. I-F-F. And then if you use... This This is the one that I was... This was... Um, I, I was given out to... When I was went to Columbia College. Okay. So this will give you 40% off. Oh wow! Um, so use that. Okay. Is right that like now, the submission fee is like. like well, right now the submission fee is like. Uh, so that's a coupon code. Okay. So um, when you submit the film, 
I think right now it's probably only 20 bucks to enter. Okay. So that's a substantial amount. When is off. the when is the thing? So uh, oh, it's going to be September. Okay. September thirteenth through the nineteenth. And then we're on Facebook and stuff. But if you just look up Kapow, once you go to the Film Freeway site, you know, and Aww. you know, just type in, yeah, in the yeah, favorite yeah. search engine, you'll find more and more stuff about yourself. So, but it'd be oh, so man. cool to be able to screen your stuff. <laughs> oh, and nice, also, man. also, if you like to go out and see live music, this is what I'm doing tonight. Where actually we got a private party. This is a, 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 a yacht rock band I'm in called Yachtly Crew. Ooh, okay. And so we play like uh, 70s and 80s love songs. We play mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael McDonald and Steely Dan and Billy oh, Ocean wow. and all. Just good, good soft rock. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and you'll, I think you'll, you, you might get a kick out of it. What's your name again? Victor. Victor. Yeah. Pleasure to meet you. I'm you Kurt. Too. Kurt. Yeah. What's your full name? Oh, my full name is Kurt Clendenin. It's kind of a, a three-syllable. It's Kurt Clendenin. Yeah, Kurt Clendenin. <laughs> all right, man, you take care. There you go. Another another filmmaker. We shall see if uh, if they enter their uh, if he enters his uh, film in a kapow. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto podcast. I'm so excited. I uh, just found recently found a link where you can submit your podcast to Pandora for consideration. I can only imagine how many submissions they get daily. So they'll contact me to let me know, and you will be the first to know, unless, of course, you end up knowing before me and you are listening to this episode on Pandora. It's uh, it's astounding. I, I I started this podcast March, March maybe, March, two thousand eighteen, and I am just astounded and fully grateful to know how many folks have listened to this and and most importantly participated on the podcast every once in a while I'll add another soundscape whether it be a riff whether it be some music whether it be some audio poetry or a fun little message left for me through the Anchor app I, I like to insert those in the podcast as a way of, be, uh, like a beacon, as a way of magnetizing whoever else might want to um, add some stuff, you know, submit some stuff. Oh, thanks. Uh, and uh, because, you know, the cool thing is just knowing that this podcast goes on Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Casts, TuneIn, iTunes, it, uh, well, more, I I I, uh, I calculated it today. There are thirty-two or thirty-three places now, apps and directories where you can hear Inspirato Projecto. Now, if you let's say you decide to start your own podcast and you use Anchor, uh. Th- you know, they do all that work for you. They they send it off to 13 different places for you. They already do that aspect for you. Um, all of the other places I found was just searching, just different word searches. Submit podcast. Uh, uh, let's see. Submit RSS feed. Things like that. And so my plan is... To write an article on the uh, Inspirato Projecto website, which has not really been updated with all of the uh, extraordinary guests. That, that website is pretty much reserved for uh, the people that I have as, as studio guests on K-Chung. And that usually just gets uploaded to Mixcloud. Now, 
Oh, yeah, that's be- that's because a lot of times I'll use copyrighted music. I'll just play whatever you know, whatever whatever music I want to play. But if that episode happens to just be talk, and or 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 that musician's music, let me give me the okay. I'll I'll upload it through Anchor. So submit to me your go to uh, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com submit me your audio I would say around the 4 minute mark is good around the 4 minute mark submit that to me so it can be included in the podcast and if you've ever wanted to figure out how the heck to you know how the heck do I get my music onto iTunes how the heck do I get my music onto Spotify well this is probably the easiest way I just shuffle you right in there into what's already going on with the podcast. I shuffle you in there, and next thing I know, next thing we know, your music is being played on Spotify. Your music is being played on iTunes. All that razzmatazz. It's a fun way of doing it. So, here's a little story of how I met Mickey Dolans. My friend Dory got us tickets out there in Arizona. I think it was Mesa. And uh, Mickey Dolans was playing. And uh, and there was a meet and greet. She got the meet and greet ticket. So while we were back there, this was when I, I didn't even have the podcast yet. This was when I just had Kate, you know, just the radio show. And uh, I asked him, I said, hey, you know, my radio show is the first show first radio show in Los Angeles to play music, your music, off of the Monkees' Good Times album. It was their first album in, you know, who knows how many years. And so I've always been a big Monkees fan, and I wanted to play their music on there. And I said, can you do a little promo for me and so you um that's where you hear him you hear him back there he's trying to you know enunciate i think he had a couple of drinks it was just great he's trying to enunciate it and uh so now now that i got this podcast i mean this is like a reusable little giblet this is a cool thing too uh if you like christmas albums the monkeys put out a christmas album just recently just recently, and the cool thing is, Mike Allred, one of my favorite artists of all time, who does the, the comic book Madman, uh, Mad and also uh, he does a version of 19, uh, Batman 1966, and uh, Ecstatics, and also the Atomics. I mean, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal artist. He, he uh, did the artwork for the new Monkees album, Christmas Party, it's called. And... A lot of fun, some fun songs are out there as moving comics, so to speak. There, um, it's artwork by Mike Allred, and the 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 camera moves around, and then you see the words spelling out as it's uh, scooting around. So it's really, so it's really neat to see to see that kind of collaboration between these influences in my life I on Twitter I I would I would uh, continue to uh, tweet Mike Allred and Mickey Dolans together and before I knew it I saw that Mickey Dolans and Mike Allred were following each other next thing I know these guys are collaborating together so I like to believe that that perhaps it is from that magic there that these guys are working together now there we go there we go that's nice that's nice the ATM wishes me a happy birthday AI is getting more and more hip to the happenings of the world going to go do a little grocery shopping now. Uh, We'll come back later.
I was just thinking how cool it would be while I was editing these wedding videos. I thought to myself, wow, you know, I'm sure you could get wedding video, uh, wedding dresses at uh, thrift stores. I'm sure there's some thrift stores out there. I know my buddy Crafty St. James had like three of them that he was going to do a skit with. And I thought, how cool would that be is if you did some fake wedding photos and you know wearing Halloween masks and it could just be crazy all the guys have similar suits or even you know semi-similar suits and you get the bride out there I think we could have a lot of fun with it a lot of times I'll notice, especially in Wisconsin, these wedding videos that are shot in Wisconsin, when they walk through these areas, people will clap for them, people treat them like they're superstars. It's a very big deal for them out there to get married. It's like a very big deal. And so imagine that. It'd be, it'd be funny just to see how that would affect the populace. Also, it would be awesome to do uh, fake wedding proposals in different areas. That could be fun. So it's almost like set up like a play. So everything is kind of set up, you know throughout that hour, two hours, and all the people who are there at the diner, wherever you're at, they're kind of, or heck, it could even be Disneyland. You know, people around them kind of get to see what's going on, and then all of a sudden, the guy uh, pulls out a ukulele, or who knows what, and uh, asks... Asks their gal to marry him. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. I've gone every year since I was a kid. And then one summer after high school, I was like, I don't want to work here. So I joined this, uh, they call them guilds. It's a social group. They were all pirates and they all do different performances and stuff. So... Uh, I go by the name Scrag over there, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a knife thrower guy, me and my little brother. We had a thing for a while, we had a little show, it was kind of cool. We were the Von Cleaver brothers. That is awesome. How long did it take for you to figure out how to how to get them in there? Uh, I, I've been training that long. I mean, it's a lot easier than it looks. I'm a bit out of practice now. I haven't done it in a while. I don't really have anywhere to do it. He won't let me do it in the backyard. But uh, Did you grow up watching the Ninja movies? Uh, somewhat. Did that inspire you? A little bit. Oh, you're recording this yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think it might... It would inspire us when we saw the ninja movies. We'd immediately get all the karate magazines, ninja magazines, and we'd look in the back, and we'd see all the crit, like nunchucks, the kid next door you got, or nunchakus. And uh, even one of them got the claws. You know, the I think it was in Revenge of the Ninja. He climbs up a wall. He's got these little claws on his hands, and we immediately went to those ninja magazines to see if they had them back there. Sure enough, they did. And my buddy got them, and we kept trying to climb the tree with it. We never could get the hang of it. But you, that none of those ever inspired you to want to learn how to throw knives? Well, I mean, sure, everybody watches the goddamn martial arts movies, and they're like, oh, but, uh, yeah. I heard, hearing um, uh, Christian and Rob talk earlier, they were they did uh, martial arts in a couple of the same places that I did growing up around. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu was it. I did a, I did something called Yangdo One, which is a Taekwondo style that it, that was started by a guy named Byung Yu and his partner Chuck Norris. And they were doing it in CBS Studios. So my little brother and I took it was like a parking lot in CBS Studios, just down the street from where Eric and I live. So we did that for years, and then we took something called kendo. So Chuck Norris, just to back it up a little, rewind <laughs> a little. You Norris. said Chuck Norris was your was your was your teacher. He was not like he was the he was the founder with his partner, but he was not my teacher. Like he came into the dojo one time, and he roundhouse kicked a bell that was hanging over the door, and we were like, oh. and that was, was that it. cool? Was that, that was, crazy to see him do that in person? That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Because at like that point, you must have seen the guy. all his movies. Yeah. You must have seen like the missing in action movies, and then all of a sudden, there he is. Yeah. All I love Walker, Texas Ranger growing up, too. You guys have a number for the audio? But the uh, Renaissance stuff, I guess, came from... This is to, it has nothing to do with the Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, just the pirate side of it, I guess. But truth be told, uh, the Renaissance period take pl- takes place from the end of the 1400s up through the mid-1600s, to be continued. Wow. More on that later, ladies and gentlemen. Time is now 3.30 p.m. I'm on my way down to the loading dock here from Moore Restaurant, where we have a private party tonight. I always like getting the elevator sounds. And we're going to be here tonight playing. We set up the stage. We... Uh, DH? No, that can't be it. So I'm going to get Tommy. He's downstairs. He just arrived. When he gets set up, apparently they have a a room. A uh, I guess there's an apartment above this place that they use for purposes like this. Um, so we'll use that as our green room and get dressed up there. All right. So let's see here. Let's see if we can find Tommy. I think we're where we're supposed. I think we are where we are supposed to be. I think we are where we are supposed to be. All right. Tommy's over there. I got a cart here with me. There he is, celebrity sighting, the man, the myth, the legend. Hello. Thomas Gardner Jr. Good to see you, Daddy O. Good Thomas to see you. Bowie Gardner Jr. Thomas yeah. Bowie Gardner Jr. You don't. <laughs> nah, you don't. All, all the way over from Rhode Island area, Providence. That's right. Providence don't you, Island. Don't you forget it. Don't uh, forget Rhode it. Island, not a road nor an island. Neither one of those. Talk amongst yourselves. They don't. They don't have roads out there. It's just uh, like dirt. So you see, when he came over here, he thought he could walk everywhere barefoot. Some of these places have these signs. You know, no, there's no shoes, no shirt, barefoot. You know, you can't do that. And uh, so he had to learn real fast. You got to wear shoes out here because where he lived, there were no, no roads. And it definitely wasn't on an island. Definitely wasn't on an island. So. You ever been to Rhode Island? No, but I'd like to. Hopefully someday. We yeah. Have a Yachtly Crew tour going through New England. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Off the top of your head, what would be some good venues that that Yachtly Crew could play at? Uh, the best one in Providence is Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel. Is, and, uh, is that historical? Yeah, well, it used to be, um, it was the Strand, and then the Strand. Oh, I've heard of the Strand. Yeah, and the Strand became uh, split up, and then there was a Lupo, then there was a Lupo's, and there was the Strand as well, but then the Strand closed down, and then Lupo's back, moved back into the Strand probably 10 years ago, and now it's Lupo's what? at the Strand. Into, okay, so they're still sort of retaining the name the Strand in some way. I to think so, yeah. Back to it. Now that was originally what a theater? I believe so. Yeah. Because the little that I know about it, it was uh, they had motion pictures there. Strand. The Lupo at the Strand. Where else? 
Where else would you want to go? Uh, there's the smaller version, which is the Met, which would also be good for us. The Met? Same ownership, but yeah, it's called the Met Cafe. Well, it was the Met Cafe, now it's just the Met. What, uh, how big are either of these places? Uh, I think Lupo's is about 1800, 2000, I'm guessing. Oh my and God. the Met is five to 750, I think. God, it's amazing. So, yeah. What can I loop over my shoulder here? Wait, ladies and uh, gentlemen, I'm gonna take you with me. You're going in my pocket here. Here we go. What we need is for this to not fall forward. Okay. So. I can me, carry uh, it, I can carry it. You can carry that? You sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we'll do this. Then we'll do this. Can you put this over here? Oh yeah. There we go. Okay, we're ripped. That video of you going in there, your office, and they they wrapped up your desk and your your uh, laptop and everything. That was a, incredible. They, they did a good job. They did. They did a great job. How long did they say it took them? Uh, not that long. It was like three people, so it was like an hour. And so they just got in this work earlier than you did, and they just wrapped it well, all. Well, yeah, they they got my boss to tell me to work from home. Oh, <laughs> for one day. Oh my God, that's awesome. Had the whole day to do that. That's great. Reminds me of when Jim would would wrap uh, uh, what's his name Dwight, Dwight Dwight's yeah. desk. Except there was no nothing under that one. Oh, they just he just wrapped it and made it look like so he sat in the chair. Oh, <laughs> that's great. It's jummy. You get to hear. You get to hear it first here. Oh, did you know that uh, tape? The band that opened up for us yeah. is opening for Sweet tonight at, at the Rose. Rose. Wow! Right next door. That is amazing. Yeah. How crazy is that? There's all sorts of synchronicities. Uh huh. No escaping it. And then David Bowie just just said a, a synchronicity um, earlier, where a friend of his had a. She went somewhere and oh, she's. Where are we going? Oh, we're gonna go this way. How do we get up there? Well, I'll help you. I'll help you with that. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to go up up on top of this thing. So, his friend, she parked some places. She saw a FedEx truck, a UPS truck, and a postal truck, and uh, and then she hashtag it. Shit's about to get real. Should have loaded it up here. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Here we go. And uh, he said he just went out to go get something to eat at Subway. And he saw a UPS truck, a postal truck, and a FedEx truck parked there. Yeah. And and he just happened to be walking past right as they were pulling out and separating. So, like, for that moment in time, had he not been there at that moment in time, he wouldn't have been able to witness that. So... That was the earlier synchronicity, and then we get to hear your story. Good God. Did you just come from work? I did. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, wait. So your job, did you bring your laptop with you or something? Oh, my God. All right. So we're going up a... We're going up a uh, wait, one second. Let me just see... Oh no, that's the, I think that's the elevator over there. Let's see. That was an elevator. Because we're not, yeah, 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 that's the one, that's the one. Because we're not going to the rows, we're going to a place next to the rows. Right, where did park? Uh, they parked across the street. I'll, there's a place exactly across the street. And they found a little method to that's it. The yeah, that's the elevator. Go, ladies and gentlemen. We're recreating the same path that we took. Let's go get Mr. Thomas Bowie Gardner Jr. Ah, uh, I believe we have. Whoops, no, second floor. Come on. There he is. What's up, dude? Hey, guys. What's up, man? Haven't seen you in a while. I know. What you been up to? Working, rocking, rocking, and working. Oh, is Mr. Tommy playing more than one band? He's a rockin' network. Was that? Is Mr. Tommy playing more than one band? No, well, I have a job, too. So, oh, literally working and 
rocking. But I have my own band too. I have uh, my own solo stuff. That's cool. Oh, dude. What do you do for work? Thank you. Uh, I'm in publicity. Let me carry this so it does, it's a little less tippy. Uh, I think we're okay. You sure? Should we go this way? We're going this way. You sure I can't carry something over here? We're okay. All right. I know this podcast is pretty heavy. Go by. Yes. Take your time. I'm in the rush. There we go. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he took my pedal board, huh? Yeah, keep this. Where's the second yeah. pack? If you want. Or just carry it. Whatever you want. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's really, that's really nice. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. We'll make a cut. We got a sideways. We'll be back. Okay, so right who, who was it that saw that first saw this? So her name is uh, Emily, and she lives in Kansas City. Her husband, Larry, bass player, used to be a Molotov grasshopper with. Um, he works for UPS, so he drives a UPS truck. And the other day, she was walking down her neighborhood or somebody's neighborhood, and there was a UPS truck, a, a FedEx truck, and a mail truck all parked on the same side of the street, all in different directions, though. So it looked like a wreck or something. A, so she, she hashtags, you know, shit's about to get real. So today... I'm down across the street in Pasadena here, jump, walk out of a restaurant, and look, look down the sidewalk, and lo and behold, I've got a UPS truck, a FedEx truck, and a mail truck oh all lined up back to back to back. So of course, I, I had to repay the favor and give her the same hashtag, and shit's about to get real. Oh my God. So that's on Facebook what are under the, my page. How often do you ever get a chance to even see something like that? It's, Just the, the three of them together? It's, I mean, during this time of the year, it's probably not that uncommon because of the, the parking spots for the quick delivery point. But just the fact that it happened yesterday in Kansas City, and then it happened today in Pasadena, and I just happened to be walking by and noticed right. it right before they all pulled out. Yeah. I mean, oh just my God, that's incredible. The timing. Because you could have gone at any other time and not and seen not it. And not seen all three of them. Oh, my so God. God that's that hilarious. Tomorrow, tonight, Johnny's playing at Santa Clarita. Yeah. Canyon Club. Yeah. We're playing tomorrow night Santa Clarita Canyon Club. Right. And then Birdo's playing on Saturday. Back to back to back. And you know what's so crazy? That's so wild. Is that um, that band Tape, Tape opened up at St. Rock. They're opening up for Sweet at, at whatever Rose, this is. The Rose. the Rose. Right behind the venue, right across the sidewalk from where we're playing Dude, tonight. Dude, that is incredible. Oh, my God. I just love how this stuff evolves. I just love it. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank 
raffle time. Zero, zero, eight, zero. We have a winner. Wait, someone's coming running. Here we are. Hold on. Ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll. Talk about it. Let's talk to the people. We're in between sets at our show here. Oh, yeah. I'm Pasadena. Brand new venue. We've never played here before, right, Kurt? Never, ever. Never, ever. I'm sorry. Do you this go by newer. Mr. Inspirato on this podcast? <laughs> or is it Kurt? Does everybody know Oh, that's good. Really? Yeah, you call me Mr. Inspirato. That's a good one. Inspirato. Yeah. That's good. I'll be, let's start being Mr. Inspirato. I think that's perfect. Or is it Mr. Projecto? Because is Inspirato your first name? Oh, that's true. That's a good one. Mr. Projecto. Yeah, Mr. Projecto. I like that. Sounds like Projecto Changeo. Like mm, Projecto Changeo? It sounds like a scientific term. Anyway, we're, we're here. Let me get this door <laughs> We're here. At this, Ooh, at this new venue. Yeah. And, uh, the charity. We're having a lovely time. Oh, yeah. He's got... Having a lovely time. Oh, yeah. And we know that they're having a good time, even if they're not dancing. Yes, that's right. That's right. We gotta come back. No, we gotta come back right now. Seven minutes. We got seven minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. We gotta go back right here. She said twenty minutes. I know. Well, that was that was like eight minutes ago. Where are we going to? Three. Let's go upstairs, take a piss, and go back down. Kurt, we're not waiting for Kurt. Yeah, we should wait for. Yeah. Yeah. He went, he went the well, other way. So, uh, Never yeah, played here. No. We're going to be back now in two minutes. Private. I think private event. Coffee, he oh, yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Try it. Try it. Yeah, just might like it. At that back door. Uh, back, uh, at the back. Back door special. The back door special. This, uh, this, <laughs> this looks ab abnormally large, right? Doesn't it? Like Lily yeah, really Tomlin would come crawling around the side of that thing. Roseanne, 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 I'll meet you all of the way. I've got stairs in five minutes. Roseanne, Roseanne, or Roseanne. Five minutes, One, three, three, zero. All right, we're about to have a quick drink and then we're going to run back downstairs. Meet you all the way. Sponsored and now it's accepted for university research opportunities. Oh, cool. What so is I, this? This is a paper you wrote? No, it's a research study that I proposed. Uh, you, you know Avatar The Last Airbender? Uh, yes. So the short version is I postulated that in tandem with, with certain episodes of Avatar, basically the whole series, and then uh, a lecture based upon the Southeast Asian security crisis that secondary students are able to perceive the concepts better. So you helped, you came up with analogies that helped them bridge together. Yeah. What that is, and something that they could actually uh, respond to. Right. So, in the so most fundamental the sense, like the uh, Fire Nation kind of represents North Korea, and uh, the Earth uh, Nation represents China. So, insofar as the uh, the Fire Nation during the Hundred Years' War is uh, trying to claim world dominance through the application of power. So, North Korea is talking about like nuclear armaments and stuff. You know, so the Earth Dude. Kingdom represents China insofar as the governing hegemon that's trying to keep them in check. That's incredible. What what other parallels have you discovered? So many, I don't know why. Dude, come on. Come on now. What are some of them? What's one branch of one of them that most excites you? We are like, Eureka! You know, because when that idea happens, when that moment strikes, it's awesome. Can you hold that for me? Oh, Iro and the T. What's, what's one of them? Iro and the T. The T represents the liberal neoliberalism theory in IR insofar as that institutions unite countries and it's pushing towards a global regime. Check out Big Brain on Jordan. What's pushing, <laughs> what's pushing towards a global regime? I'm out. What's the difference between international and global relations? Who knows? Yes, you. Yeah. Thank you. So, <laughs> Internet, yes, Jordan, go. The handsome gentleman in the Yachtly crew shirt. Yes. International relations assumes that states are actors together, like in the international <laughs> community, versus a global a global relations talks about the states united through institutions such as the UN. Yeah. Right. So, like you know, uh, NATO is another example too. So the North Atlantic Treaty Organization is a is a bond between several institutions to include the United Kingdom, the United States, and Canada, et cetera, and so forth. So the global relations theory assumes that that is the first, uh, it's the predecessor to a global police force. 
What are the good aspects of that? And the, what are the, the favorable and the non-favorable aspects of that well, to you? Concessions. So concessions through uh, certain lifestyles, <laughs> like primarily through non-democratic regimes. So for us, you're not going to see a lot of change. Mm. But it's postulated that the United States has been a country for about 280-so years, and no nation has survived, no legitimate nation has survived more than 300 years. What, what's that? What are those? As far as, as far as the government goes, you mean? No, no, I just mean the general collapse of the regime is a hegemon. The real question is, do you prefer Indica or Sativa? Indica, man, of course. (laughs) Well, no wonder the Sativa's getting you. The guy's all fucked up on the guy. The real political question, dude. (laughs) I love it, that's awesome. Yay, man. Yay, man. That's Sativa. Yeah, we we only brought Sativa's. Why you shouldn't tell me that? Are you too crazy on that shit? So I can't believe you guys are listening. What are, to what are, this is incredible! I've never heard any of this really stuff. Quiet. I can't believe I am too. It's it's incredible. <laughs> I was like, all right, keep going. So no, what? Cool, man. What are no, what are the cool. things that you Stokes, like most Stokes for city council? Just remember that. I don't. Uh, hey man, where's the grass? I'll 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 uh, vote you into whatever is the best spot to vote you into. Well, I mean, just I'm point an, me in that direction. I'm an IR major, but in, I, ho- hopefully, I want to become a uh, a local politician at some point. You'd be perfect. Yeah, I hope so. Because you could talk. I'm you really good at bullshit. Well, you need somebody that can do a speech. Really what, what, what else? Hey, I can hey, bullshit I'm in different sorry. languages, too. I'm sorry. Oh, in different I languages. I Interesting. I don't, I don't want like someone who can bullshit. I'm sorry. Well, You're great I, I, and everything. I want truth. I don't want you to bullshit. It is truth. No, but it's not. If you're spouting out bullshit. What's the difference between truth and bullshit? Facts. What do you mean? Because huh? I could bullshit so you with good. some facts, but they just may not be applicable to the truth but that you're looking bullshit for. bullshit is my perception of it. If it's not based right. in facts, if it's not right, it's not a fact. It's so you're, you can, you can pursue, perceive you're throwing bullshit at me, but if I see it and it's proven as fact, it doesn't matter. It's not bullshit anymore. But it if my bullshit fact. contains fact, then the perception of truth is relative. Mm. Let me tell you, let me ask you something. I say to you <laughs> that Yachtly Crew has uh, a grand total of nine people working this evening. And that with that, Yachtly Crew has a great staff. That's what I'm arguing right now. Now, hire this man. But, <laughs> but I know now, that Yachtly Crew has a crew of 10 working this evening. Do they? Yes. Count them. That's, that's not pertinent, though. They have seven, seven members in the band, plus me makes eight. One and two makes 10. Yeah, it's 10. I didn't count myself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I concede. <laughs> So yes, you're bullshit, but we are, the second part of your statement was true, so I agree hey, with that. what happened to the grass, man? Yeah. I'm going to go back to the grass. We passed that ball like four or five times. Dude, I only got like, I only got to go back to the grass. Block the crowd when you're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip that one. Thanks for, uh, So, ju- ju- just explain more to me the. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So I have an alarm set. We're gonna be back up there. I was told by six forty-five. Okay, well I gotta get up there before six, I think. That's what Rob told me, and Eric has my number. If you want us there sooner. Well, I'm gonna. We're probably gonna well, it's five thirty-four, which is good. Yeah, I'll probably be up there before then because I need because I think they're feeding us at six fifty. Anyway, whatever the cool thing is. Time really is truly relative, and we're creating our own time bubbles based on. It was interesting the way that you were speak, speaking earlier about the, you know, the relativity of the of the truth and the and facts and you know all those little things. Because really, <clears throat> it's up to the perceiver as to what they want to decide is a truth and something they want to believe in, or something they decide to not to. Whatever that reason is, they might match it up with something that you know terrible happened to them. Um, long so ago, like, you're, you know, you're talking physics there. So the way that the way that I've been uh, and I've been going to school for politics. So the you know the best analogy I can give you is parties, political parties. I mean, in itself, you think about it, it's all perception. You have a policy that is conservative most of the time. The liberals, which are the Democrats, in the you know, and this is that's kind of a, a crude definition because there's so many more levels to the various political parties, but. You know, let's say I want to I want to create a welfare program, right? I want to create a welfare program that's going to detract funds from the emergency services fund, and uh, that is what that was, that's what we would call a liberal policy. You know, because we're establishing more public programs. So you're taking away from something, but most liberals just see it's progressive, so that's that's they like that. And conservatives like myself, we take a step back and be like, okay, well, hey, let's say that we take five hundred thousand uh, dollars a year away from the fire department. Well, that's $500,000 
that of work that they could be doing. And that's not to say that they won't do their job to the fullest extent, but that's $500,000 that could be put towards the repairs for their engines, for their, uh, you know, various vehicles, the upkeep of the stations, the overhead, etc. So, there, Alicia's right there. So, let me ask you this. So, let's say, for <laughs> instance, some, someone asks you to describe what your what your key principles are that you'd like to see grown into, uh, well, I'll get in that side. Wait, should we take it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So what do you, what are some of the key principles? Uh, you're going to sit back here. What are some of the key principles that you th imagine uh, would be something that you wanted to see grow within a community? Because basically what I'm imagining politics to be is it's, it's simply a mindset of wanting to grow a certain culture in a certain direction. You know, I, I would like to see it go this way. Or I, oh, no, thank you. I'd like to see it go in this direction. I'd like to, to see this kind of fair thing happen for these kinds of people, for those kinds of people. So what are those specific things that you really want to help out with, you know, that, that you feel the call to be sort of... It's kind of like, you know, a, every superhero has their their reason why they're fighting for either this particular group or that kind of culture or, you know, fighting against homelessness. Maybe a superhero was once homeless, you know, and bam, now he's a superhero. You know, whatever, whatever their stance is, what's yours? You know, Bruce, Bruce Wayne is trying to, I, I'll you know, my stance. So. yeah, I'm a broke ass motherfucker going to college right now. And I'm living off the kindness of others to get through, to get my degree and get my ideas out there. So with that, there are so many other people like me out there that just don't have the resources, so a lot of us are caught in the poverty trap that's inherent when you study these things in politics and economics. So I postulate that if you take programs, these public programs that people are so reliant on, and you shift it from them just receiving the benefits to them having to work for it, then you establish training. Then you establish the potential to do something beyond collection. So my goal is to take, and it's worked in several other states, and I want to do this in California, is implement a work-for-welfare program. So take all these people that are underprivileged and they're caught in this poverty, poverty trap and they can't do anything about it, instead of just collecting welfare, now they can go to school on the government's dime, get a degree in, or a certification of some sort where they can start participating in a trade. At that point, you're not only fueling the workforce, you're phasing out this generation of people who are unfortunately reliant on the government and that's not what they need to do so again my goal is uh, to establish a feasible and effective and fair work for welfare program it's not going to hurt anybody but just basically phase us into a different sort of economic mindset is it uh, i'm getting the vibe that it's a win-win situation no not necessarily i'm going to be honest with you to establish some sort of policy like that you're going to fuck some people over you know, a lot of these people who don't who don't meet the criteria that we would have to establish as parameters for the policy, like, you know, income level. Mm. There's always loopholes. I've gotten caught in them. It's ridiculous. But, you know, you have to what take... What are the things that, you know, when you find it like that edge of, you know, where the black hole becomes just regular space, what, 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 <laughs> where are you willing to tear at those seams, basically? Like That's the million dollar question. When you get caught in the event horizon, you have to have the right propulsion system to get out. And sometimes in politics, we don't know what kind of propulsion system we're going to need to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, you're not going to know whether you're on the edge or not until you're halfway over that cliff. So I guess, it, you know, it's so interesting because every single, you know, Alan Watts talks about how they, you know, the yin-yang, the, the, the good, bad. The, it's, it's, they're both the same thing, but they're either one side or the other side of the coin. And what's interesting for every single argument that I've noticed that um, is out there for one thing is, you know, a bazillion all kinds of other perceived realities and arguments and uh, paradigms uh, that, that someone else holds close to and near and dear to that are just as strong and, and solid as the other person's. And so it's interesting because it feels to me that ultimately it really comes down to that individual choice and how they're going to live and accepting that responsibility of going, hey, you know what, my thoughts, my ideas 
are making the ground I'm walking on. My perception is, is, is magnetizing the particular circumstances in my life, um, you know, and tracing those roots down into what, what really are the reasons why those evolve in that fashion. You know, because some people play a victim role. They say, oh, all this stuff bad happens to me. Well, I bet you if we just... You go into a lot of layers. What's your question? What are you getting at? Well, what I'm curious about is, like, what... what, Are you going to give yourself a label? Are you going to give yourself sort of your own creation of a kind of political side? What do you mean, like establishing my own political party? Yeah, I mean, okay, are, are you Republican or Democrat, or does that matter? Yeah, or it doesn't is matter. Is it your own you thing? Know, I actually it's a human. I register as Republican, but because mm-hmm. I, I typically vote conservative, because unfortunately, whereas I, I agree with all the liberal policies that are trying to be pushed, for example, like gay marriage, that's stupid that we don't have that enacted right now, or, uh, you know, low-income housing development projects. That's just stupid. Like it benefits everybody, but you know, the economic side of dem- of the Democratic Party is very lacking. And if you see, you can see in history, especially in the United States, that the majority of Republican presidents that have been in office, uh, in tandem, and I, I stress this, in tandem with the legislative branch, Congress and the House of Reps, majority Republican, meaning both houses, or at least is it? Oh yeah, okay. Two of the three, because the judicial branch has fluctuated in that scenario a couple of times. But when we see a predominantly conservative government in the United States, we've seen a flourishing of economics. Mm-hmm. And people tend to make more money, inflation is down, jobs are at a high. Now, when you have a Democratic majority, we don't see that as much. Now, let's take into account, you know, the Clinton administration. Great time for America. People were working, the internet had become a big thing, and it had become... Uh, uh, standardized so that way we could actually make capital on it and gain so the the thing with that is if you look at if you look at who was in the house and who was in the courts it was predominantly Republican so Clinton whereas he got a lot of things passed there were many 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 things that were vetoed because they were deemed unbenef- unbeneficial to the American economy I think so that answers your question. In the grand scheme, yeah, what, like, I mean, would you, would you, uh, would you want to be pigeonholed into any specific sort of uh, identity since you have so many grand ideas? Well, nobody wants to be pigeonholed, but the unfortunate stance, that's the society we live in. Taken to the count 1918 and World War I, to be continued. Hey, look at this guy, dude. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. How are you doing? Wow, look at this guy. Do you, are, so you're still, are you still working here? I'm Oh my God. We're at a private party next door. Yeah, yeah, especially if you get your, your hat. I do. I do. It'll look like you're just part of the, you're just part of the crew. You're like, dude, that's what's so good. Guys, you gotta sneak your way in there, you know, and it's like, it becomes this fun little, like, dude, because you're, you're so familiar with us. We're so familiar with you that, dude, you just easily shuffle right into the group, man. It's like some Eric. kind of charity or something. Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it's so kick-ass, man. It's so kick-ass. Do you still, do you still work with her? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. My mom came out because tonight was supposed to be Joe Perry from Aerosmith, and my mom and brother are in town, but they ended up having to cancel, so we have the suite tonight. Oh my God. You know what's so crazy clean is, up, uh, huh? Clean up. The band Tape. Have they played yet? Nah. Dude, they're playing at the Rose tonight. Really? I think. No, it's they're tonight. not. Because uh, tonight's just Neptune, Blue, and. Uh, and sweet. Wait. Oh, I thought they were opening up for sweet. They told me they were going to be opening up for sweet. That's so crazy. Anyway, um, we just thought it was strange because we recently played with that band tape, and it was like their second show, and that just astonished me because they just they just had this confidence of like, hey, you know, we just want to create this project, and everybody just kind of gave into it. And man, it was just it was just really cool yeah. music. It was just really cool, dude. It's so awesome that you're here, man. It's so great, dude. Oh my god, you yeah, you gotta uh, stop by. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, the girl. Oh, God, you're still about this. What are you going to use this crap for? You well, this is like for my future self. Future yeah. Wait, which direction do I walk in to get back to where I need to go? Where you need to go? Yeah. Carry on straight. You're going to follow the hallway, turn left when you get to the second doorway. And you're going to take the elevator up to the second floor. And then from there, 
you're gonna exit through to the uh, yeah, I mean, uh, hallway I'm just oh, yeah. outside. Yeah. Call Rob. Have somebody come okay. Down it's on the second floor, you say? No, the apartment's on the third floor. Oh, third floor. But gotcha, you have gotcha. to, You have to get to the second floor through here. Oh shit. It okay. Up, the service elevator doesn't go up to the third. Okay, floor. so I'm gonna t turn left here. Take the service elevator to where we were loading in. Service elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second floor. Okay. And you get out. And you call Rob. Okay, cool. Dude, I'll, I'll ask you more about all of your political stuff because it, it's intriguing to me. Okay. And tell me about all the crazy other stuff. All right, guys, take care. All right, we're going on a journey right now. We're going on a journey right now. I only had one shot Jack Daniels. Only one. Go back to where we load in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second floor. All right. Second floor. I do believe we're going the right way. So just to let you know, this feels like a maze, a really crazy maze.